skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMulder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is comparing herself to her partner and always coming up short. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. Uh, so please take our advice as you see fit or as like a supplement to actual, you know, mental health professionals advice. Uh, we are <laughs> more that. like the happy hour shooting the shit with your friends and we will most definitely be wrong at times so please take our advice uh -huh. as you see fit we're only here to offer our humble musings so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love all right, let's get into today's letter our letter today comes from freaking out whose pronouns are she her who is writing from the void Dear Sam and Sierra, first, I want to thank you for years of beautifully empathetic, wise advice. JBU helped me find the clarity to get out of a super toxic relationship and has been a staple self-care listen ever since. 
I will get right into it. I, she, her, 23, have been in a relationship with the past few months with my girlfriend, S, 21, and although it's generally healthy, communicative, supportive, and all-around nourishing, I've noticed a pattern of comparison in my mind that's really disturbing me, and I'm worried it's detrimental to our relationship. Actually, I know it's detrimental. Basically, I feel less than my girlfriend and can't stop comparing myself to her. S is an incredibly kind, outgoing social person, and I am a bit shyer and more introverted. I'm still social and friendly and have plenty of my own friends, but she has this way of being friends with everyone. It's not that I want her to have less friends. I know that we both deserve well-rounded, full social lives, and I'm happy that she has such a strong network of people. She's wonderful, as are all of her friends, and I feel lucky to know them through her. The issue is that I look at myself in comparison and feel lame and like something is wrong with me for not socializing the way that she does. Sometimes I can't help but wonder if she'd like me more if I was as outgoing as she is, although I know that she loves me as I am and does not expect others to be as social as she is, as she has reassured me of this before. It's also perhaps helpful to mention that she is still in college, a hyper-social environment, whereas I am a year and a half out of college and currently living in a small town in another country away from all of my friends and family where I am not a native speaker of the language. My living environment requires so much energy to put myself out there if I want to socialize at all, even to talk to workers and stores, and I can't help but feel that if it was her, she would be out doing so much better and having a thriving social group where I still don't have any friends. In every social situation, I think that she would do better and worry that if she saw me being awkward or shy, she would lose her attraction to me, which is silly because she knows who I am on a much deeper level and we've been together in plenty of social situations before without this happening. Ugh, my brain. This issue is aggravated by us sharing one social group. We worked together this summer on a really tight-knit staff, and I feel like she made much closer connections than me and has also maintained them more since. I had a difficult summer socially due to my ex also working on that staff, lol, and generally because I have been suffering a lot from social anxiety in the last year or so. It was also my second year returning to that staff, which had lots of newcomers, and I just felt a bit outside the group. It's painful now to hear about her still being close to people I never really connected with because I was upset with myself this summer for not making closer connections and because I feel like I need to put up a front of being as close to all of them as she is. To be clear, I'm not on bad terms with any of them and did genuinely feel close to some, but some of them I would likely never talk to again if it wasn't for S and I's relationship. This seems normal to me, but she is friends with all of them, and it's making me question myself. I feel like I must be a freak for not having the same connections as her, and guilty because I'm not feeling genuinely happy for her to just have those friendships, but instead feeling insecure and jealous. Who the fuck feels jealous of their partner's friendships rather than happy for them? What? I feel like a bad partner and a messed up person. Sam and Sierra, why can't I just understand that my partner and I are different people and do not have the same social lives? Am I a terrible person for sometimes feeling jealous rather than happy for her? What's wrong with me? I'm so worried that our life together would always feel like me dragging her behind her, awkward and weird and quiet in comparison, when I know that that's not even who I am. I've usually felt like a pretty confident, functionally social person, if a bit awkward, with close and casual friendships, but next to her I feel like a wallflower. Help! 
I love her so much and I don't want my insecurity to haunt our relationship. Thanks for any words of wisdom, comfort, tough love, etc. P.S. I feel like comparison is aggravated in same-sex relationship and no one talks about it, but maybe that's just me. Bunches and bunches of love, freaking out. Oh, freaking out, my darling. <laughs> my tender little anxious bunny. Um, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with the letter. Uh, this letter, um, when Sam sent it to me, they wrote at the top, like, I think this is very common. Um, and I think so, too. I I want you to listen to me and believe me when I say you are not a bad person for feeling this way. And this is very normal. This is very normal uh, to compare yourself to your partner and feel insecure. To be honest, like... For me, this is less about um, being like a bad person who is trying to control or be jealous of your partner. This is more just about your relationship to yourself and your sense of self and you moving through this world and feeling all of the complicated things that come with um, with socializing and newness and that post-college stage where you're like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> um and it's coming out as comparison because you have this, what you perceive to be a bright and shining perfect light in front of you that like casts this, this light on you, you, this broken one, you know, but you're not a bad person. This is incredibly normal. Um, Sam and I are going to get into a couple ways that you can help manage this comparison and maybe a different perspective for you to look at you know, your relationships and your girlfriend's relationships. Um, but first, we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Freaking out. Thanks again for uh, asking us this question and and. Like Sierra said, I think that this is a really common thing for people to be feeling. I know that when I was in my first relationship out of college, I felt really similar feelings of like, oh, whenever I'm with this person, like they have so many more friends than I do, or they're just like so much more confident or they know what they're yeah. doing. And I'm just like making everything up as I go along. turns out none of that was true. And he was an asshole and like everyone hated him, but, um, that is hopefully not true of what's happening with your, with your partner here. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, when I read this letter, I, I was like, oh my gosh, all of those old feelings like suddenly came yes. back up again and was like, oh, I remember what it felt like to be in relationship with somebody and be like constantly comparing myself and constantly being like, oh my God, this person just like really, really has it done. And I think that that yeah. like, that's true of romantic relationships. And I also think that has been true of friendships in my life too, right? Like close friends where I've been like, why is this person so cool and oh like God. social totally. and they have it all together. And I just like, I'm here and my like little awkward little Island being awkward all the I'm time. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like, um, all that to say, like, I don't think that you're a terrible person. I think that this is actually like a pretty common thing that people yes. experience. Um, especially as we're trying to like understand more about who we are and how we function in the world, trying to figure out like, especially this like age when we're like in our sort of like early twenties where it's like, it feels like we have to be doing everything right all the time because like, if we don't, then like somehow everything's going to fall apart around us. Right. And I think, I think having some more years under my belt, it's taught me that like, yeah, we're going to do things wrong all the time and everything's going to fall apart anyway. <laughs> like, and you just kind of like have to roll with it. Like that's, yeah. that's more of the life lesson than like trying to be perfect and like socialize perfectly and all of that good stuff. Um, so all of this to say that I, I don't think you're a terrible person. And I think that this is a really normal experience for people to have. I want to add like my lived experience. Y'all have heard me talk about feeling uh, insecure, 
comparing my friend groups to Sam's friend, you know, like my best mm-hmm. friend and I have like this Venn diagram of people we hang out with <laughs> and Sam's circle is a, a lot <laughs> bigger than mine. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I actually, so, so I relate in that way on a, on a friendship level. Um, but also, you know, my spouse has lived in the city that we currently reside in for like almost two decades. Right. And n- not only that, but, um, she went to high school nearby. A lot of her high school friends are still live in the area. She, uh, was a part of a rugby team and community for over a decade here. And when I first got together with her and and particularly when I first moved here, um, I definitely felt insecure about um, her social life versus mine. And, you know, similar feelings came up as they did with, with Sam, as they do with Sam's friends group of just like, oh, well, she has all these people that she's been close to for a long time. This must mean that she's a more valuable friend than I am or a more committed friend or more socially successful or all of these things. Um, And then I sort of realized um, that I had like a sort of hyper fixation on her relationships uh, because I was looking for all of the ways in which I was failing that. And I, I think that our letter writer is doing the same thing. They, they have a hyper fixation on the quote closeness of these friendships, um, the quality of these friendships, not realizing that like everybody has different definitions of friends. And, you know, in my relationship, I was looking at Willow's friend group and seeing them all as really good friends. (laughs) And I was feeling threatened and I was feeling insecure and I was feeling um, bad about myself, you know. And then I realized that that big group was more just like a community of, of varying degrees of connectivity and that some people were really close friends, but most of them were just community members or acquaintances <laughs> or, yep. you know, she could have a good time at the bar with them for one night, but they wouldn't see each other for another two years, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking that this might be similar to your situation. Like it's, I was insecure about Willow's friendships, not because I was jealous of them, but because I was afraid it said something about me. It said something about me being undesirable or or isolated or a shitty friend or whatever. For sure. And I think that you're you're looking at your girlfriend's relationships and saying, oh, my God, she's so close with all of them or like she's showing up in such a positive way or or whatever. And you don't know how she's carrying these people or how they're carrying her or how they're Mm. carrying you, you know, and that there are different definitions of friend. There's different definitions of community members. And all of us use those different, those different definitions like differently. (laughs) You know what I mean? Who I call a friend Willow might call an acquaintance or, or whatever. Um, And, and you're looking at how close your girlfriend are to these people that it's, it's giving you tunnel vision that you don't actually know how close they are. Like if you, if you actually had a conversation with her about them and be like, Oh, are you good friends with so-and-so maybe she'd say yes, but maybe she'd just say like, Oh, we get along. We're fine. Like, 
I don't know, in college, man, I had a lot of, quote, good friends that I just, like, drank and studied with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hope they're all doing well. Because um, <laughs> I don't talk to them anymore. I, yeah, because I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, that is perfect. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think lots of us fall into that trap of like of like looking at people and and like assuming that they're doing better <laughs> than we are, or like their relationships are more meaningful, yes, totally. or they're happier, or whatever it might be. And I, uh, I once had a coach who, who told me that, um, she was like, one of the things that you do is that you are often comparing yourself to other people and you are always coming up short in those comparisons. Yeah. And she was like, and the issue here is not actually the comparison part. It's the coming up short part, right? Because the coming up short part is actually the thing you're looking for. You're not actually looking to compare yourself honestly with other people. You're looking to compare yourself and reinforce the idea that you have, that you are always like the one who is not as social, the one who is more awkward, the one who doesn't know the thing, the one who is failing in ways that other people aren't, right? You're not trying to look at things objectively and say, okay, well, what strengths does this person have compared to what strengths I have, right? It's about this thing of always looking for a reinforcement of the idea that like, you're somehow lesser, you're somehow struggling more than other people. Mm -hmm. You somehow are more fucked up than everyone else. And that was a profound shift for me to think about because I used to be like, I should stop comparing myself to other people. And instead what I decided was I have to compare myself to other people more honestly, (laughs) right? (laughs) I have to, I have to look at other people and say, they're good at this thing for sure. I'm also really good at this thing though, right? Like this, like this more authentic thing of like, what is the actual comparison between these two people as opposed to what I was doing, which was actually just looking for ways in which I could be mean to myself and using other people's stuff as a way to say, well, look at them. Look how, how well they have it together. And that's what's happening here. For sure. And to your point, they, they don't have it together, (laughs) right? Like that. Also, I've learned that no one has it together, but also because like you have it together in different ways than they do, right? Like you are good at other things that they might not be as good at. And again, not to say like, we're trying to, we're not trying to rank order anyone, right? I'm not trying to say like everyone, like to do this to say like, well, that means that I'm better, right? I'm trying to say this in a way that like, we're all going through shit and we're all managing that shit in different ways, right? Like that's the thing that I want to come to. Like the honest comparison of saying like, we're handling things differently, but that doesn't mean that one thing is good or bad, right? It doesn't mean that one thing is worse than the other. It just means we're handling things differently. She might prioritize some of these acquaintances that you've that she developed over your time in this staff together, and you don't. Does that make you a terrible, horrible, awful person? Absolutely not. It just means that you're prioritizing different things for different reasons, right? Like that's the comparison here, right? They're different, but that doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Go back and listen to Monday's episode. Our check-in topic was all about like somebody, I, a neighbor of mine who identifies as a social and just, we had a conversation about the varying degrees of, you know, how socializing is a spectrum, just like sexuality is a spectrum. And that we're all different. Number one, (laughs) number two, I just want to tell you, if you think you're like pulling the wool over your partner's eyes, you're not. 
and they love you for exactly who you are, who they know you to be. They know that you are not as extroverted as they are. And they love that about you. And they know that you can be awkward at times. And they love that about you because that makes them feel safe to be awkward at times. Right. I think that like when like Sam is so right, when we are, man, we can be so hard on ourselves and we, we find every opportunity to be hard on ourselves even when there's an abundant opportunity to be kind to ourselves. That's just like not how we learned how to function. You know, that's not our like survival tools, but like you have this relationship, it's going great. Your partner is out there socializing. That's going great. You too are socializing and that is going great, but it's always going to look different. And to be honest, like, I don't know your life, but it probably doesn't look that different. 99% of this is going on in your head. I'm almost confident, right? And even if all of your, even if your worst fears were true, even if your coworkers like your girlfriend more than you, <laughs> what does that mean? That, that you are not for them and your girlfriend is? That there are people out there who, who, ha who, who like someone more than you, that, that is, sometimes I have to tell myself like, well, what am I actually afraid of and can I withstand it? And are, is everything that I'm telling myself really, really that scary? You know, what if you are different than your girlfriend? What if her strengths are in socializing and your strengths fall elsewhere? Just because we are a culture that, that, puts more value on extroverts than we do introverts doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Um, and like I said earlier, your girlfriend knows she knows you intimately and she loves you for who you are. And I think that y the voices in your head are so loud in saying you have to keep up. You have to be as good. You, you know, if she is X and you are Y, that is a bad thing, you know, but that's not true. You know, we, we, my, my wife and I compliment each other in so many ways. We are not the same. And in so many ways, I see all of her strengths as a gift to my life because I don't have them. That all being said, I know the, I know the particular lonely, you know, fear and anxiety that comes with not feeling as socially quote successful as other people. I know that that is a really scary thing. Um, and it can feel really isolating and it can make, it can make the jump to comparison so easy. It's like, oh my God, maybe these people don't like me as much as somebody else. All of a sudden the path to that's because you're a bad person is so like slippery and easy, easy, you know, but it's not that that's not what's happening here. We're way too complex. You have no idea. Truthfully, you have no idea what's going on in your coworkers' minds, right? Like, you, you have no idea how they feel about you. You're making a ton of assumptions. And so I just want you to stop, ask yourself, what are you assuming and what do you know to be true and what can you withstand if it is true? So your girlfriend is like more extroverted than you and less socially awkward. Sounds like a win. Okay. Because <laughs> then you don't have to do that social labor that is exhausting <laughs> anyway. You just get to reap the benefits of the friendships that she has cultivated, yeah, which is honestly, which is often nice. Uh, I know this is like easier easier said than done, but for sure. um, this is those are the starting points for like the unraveling that's that's required here. And and that is just one more thing. That is what learning how to love yourself is. It's not about immediately being like 
wow, I'm perfect and I love everything about myself right now. It is actually about identifying the lies about yourself that you have inherited, that you've that you have taken on because you thought it was going to make you feel safe or be more acceptable, right? Like you are telling yourself a lie right now that having more friends makes you a better person. You're telling yourself a lie right now, which is um, that people like your girlfriend more than you and therefore she is a better person and you're not that you don't deserve her. All of those are inherited lies that you are allowing to dictate your 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 behaviors, um, which which we all do. <laughs> just clarifying. But it's not about being like, oh, my God, I love that I'm introverted and that like I'm socially awkward. It's saying, wow, I'm believing something that that truly doesn't align with my idea of reality. And I'm, I'm applying that act of violence to myself because we all know comparison is an act of violence. For sure. And I, you know, I think what is present throughout your letter is, is a lot of meta feelings about yes. actual feelings that you're having, right? <clears throat> like kind of to Sierra's point, the, the idea of like, you're, you're lonely, right? Like it sounds like you're struggling to find connection with people, you know, you're in a new place with, uh, in a, in a country with a language that you don't speak or that isn't your first language, right? Like you're sort of struggling to, to make friends there and, and hold on to the friendships that you've developed over the time that you've had, right? Like that sounds really lonely. That sounds really frustrating. That sounds really sad. Um, like, like all of these different sort of emotions. And then instead of sort of feeling some of those emotions and being like, oh yeah, I am really lonely. It's like, oh, instead I'm going to have a meta emotion about this. And I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person for feeling this way. And so now I'm going to just feel anxious about it. And that is an understandable thing to do. Like, I think this is a coping mechanism that many of us have developed and it's an off ramp away from what's actually the thing that we need to spend time with. Right. I'm sorry that you're feeling so disconnected from people it must be really hard to live in a country where you don't speak the language fluently and are trying to make connections with people oh my gosh so hard so difficult right it must feel lonely and isolating to be in that situation must be hard to be away from your girlfriend and from all of the friends that you've created over your time being uh in that space right like i'm so sorry that that all of that is happening to you yeah and those emotions aren't bad. They're, they're not good, right? Like I totally understand that they don't feel good to have and having them doesn't make you a good or bad person. It just makes you yes. a person. So boom, I want you to, boom, boom. I want you to spend time with those emotions and say like, what am I actually feeling right now? As opposed to saying I am jealous. And so therefore I'm a bad person, right? I am Uh, feeling lonely and isolated. And it's because I've done all of these things to make myself feel lonely and isolated. And I'm such an idiot. And why did I do that? Right? Like those are off ramps. Those are, those are not actually helpful to addressing what's at the core of this, which is that you're having some feelings, some big feelings perhaps about the way that your life is going right now. That doesn't mean that you made a mistake to make this choice. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong, but I want you to hold on to some of those feelings because I want you to be able, because I think addressing some of those feelings letting them burn out, letting them do what they need to do is going to make it easier for you to not have these like big sort of like, I'm a terrible person. Why am I comparing myself things? Because I don't think that's the actual root issue here. I think it's a symptom of what you're going through. And, and I have so much empathy for how challenging 
all of the things that you named for yourself are. And, and I want you to, to hold yourself in how difficult this particular moment in your life is. And that that's okay. It's okay for us to have difficult moments in our lives. I totally agree. I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up this episode to our darling letter writer. We obviously love you and see ourselves in you. Um, and I hope you, uh, feel seen in all of this and I wish you the best of luck. I hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. This is the last episode of this week. So we are going to do our blind date. And our blind date is when we try and set you up with something that we think you're really going to like. This week, our blind date is... All right, y'all. You, I just... I mean, five years of blind dates. I'm running out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to oh, do I'm the so thing... I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to do the thing where, like, I, I just make up, like, five blind dates to make up for the fact that I don't actually have one. <laughs> okay, great. I love it. Okay, number one, Frozen 2. Skip Frozen 1. <laughs> Frozen 2 slaps so hard. Uh, Katie and Spencer recently watched Frozen 1, and I was like, no, no, no. You, it, un, Frozen 1 is uncomparable. It's just garbage compared to Frozen 2. <laughs> Katie, Spencer's wife, said that she laughed, she cried, she had big feelings. It, it, is, as, it is just so good. <laughs> okay all right i don't that's it that could be it <laughs> you don't no, need to add four more wouldn't it be so funny if i was like my blind date is frozen 2 a film that came out in 2020 or whatever it came out uh, for we've children we've done that before babe we have yeah, done that before have you guys ever heard about a little thing called frozen well the sequel <laughs> Okay, I mean, and then the second thing, Lion <laughs> King ahead. Two, is also uh, one that you should watch. You know, if you're going if you're going down the Disney sequel route, uh, yeah. that's a good oh, one. <laughs> I'm on. My, you know, my toddler watches Lion Guard, which is a spinoff toddler, like a ju Disney Junior show about Simba's son. And yeah, I can tell you Great. all about it. Simba's daughters is about to be the queen of the Pride Land, but his son leads the Lion Guard. Anyway. <laughs> Cool. Chaos. Uh, okay, but uh, my real blind day is we are adopting two cats. So go adopt a cat. <laughs> We're getting two. I'm so excited to meet two them. Two three-year-old brothers, uh, and uh, I won't be specific about it. But one of them I'm naming after my trauma-bonded favorite show. Outlander, which I watched after my ectopic pregnancy loss. So I had like a trauma bond to it. So I'm naming one after the beautiful, sexy redhead. Jamie. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Uh, so I can, I can pick them up and be like, you're the Scottish, my Scottish lover. Okay. I got to go guys. I got to wrap this up. <laughs> we got to be done. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can, if you want more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you will get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our office hours, which is when Sierra and I hop on Zoom with a bunch of our patrons. And we talk about all sorts of things from relationships to what's going on in our lives to books we've read. It's really fun. You should check it out. The next one's on January 30th 
It's happening at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join for just $5 a month or just like once, and you can cancel it if you want to come and ask us a question live. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, We're looking to have an additional 100 patrons this month, January 2024, uh, because we want to make sure that this podcast is sustainable and we are committed to doing that in a way that is in alignment with our values around being community led and community supported. So support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and podcasts. And remember, that voice in your head that talks down to you, it's not your voice. You inherited it. You, you were given that script. Underneath all of that, training and conditioning is a gentleness. You are able and capable of being kind to yourself. And if all else fails, just break up.